In the most recent episode of the First Player Token podcast, we covered a game called Mysterium. In Mysterium, players work together to solve a crime, and all of the game is done through pictures. Uh, The game is entirely visual. There's no words whatsoever. And so naturally, I turned to my wife, Emily, the artist, for some color commentary about the game. She had never played it before, but we had a good time looking at the game components and analyzing them through her artist's lens. Uh, We ended up talking for, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes. I only used a few minutes of that on the podcast episode, but it's uh, such a good conversation about art and color and game design that I thought I would share an extended cut of Emily's color commentary here on the podcast feed as a bonus episode. Enjoy. so much art in this. I, I'm a little overwhelmed with the sheer number of paintings that I'm looking at. Sure. I don't know if I have a card count here, but it's... It looks like there's roughly 60 paintings for the... There's 19 suspects... 19 locations and 20 weapons. So that's 58 paintings. And then there are 84 cards in the dream stack. So we're talking 144, 142 paintings. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. No wonder there were six artists. Yeah. Only six. Only six. And you asked earlier if there was an exhibit somewhere. Because I would go see it. (laughs) There are a lot of paintings here. And that's, that was my other question was, are these actual paintings or are they um, digitally created to look like paintings? Mm, yeah, I don't and know that. either way, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I feel like it would be more work to make them look like paintings than just to paint them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some of these, like this inventor guy, looks a little more like it would just be a digital art of some sort. Mm -hmm. It's kind of bold and blocky in certain ways. Whereas I feel like, I don't know what her deal is. I want to say she's the nanny, maybe. She has, there's a ball of yarn and some keys and a picture of her with some kids. Um, But that looks, I don't know. Well, and I think these... You mentioned that this game was done by a team of artists mm-hmm. and that feels true because the suspects feel like a different artist than the locations. Mm. And even within the suspects, I feel like there's mm-hmm. two or three distinct styles. Right. Like this guy with the letter opener, I feel like could be the same artist as a location artist. Mm. Yeah. But this guy is a little more cartoonish. The inventor. The inventor. But he's a little steampunk, so... Right. I've lost the time period. It's the very short time period, and, like, then it went out of style, and it was all very ornate, decorative, like, lovers and fields and on swings and stuff. Mm. Or Coco? Maybe? Or? Yeah, I think it was, that's what I'm thinking of. 
this is the painting I was thinking of. Oh. Yeah. That's what this side reminds me of. The locations? Yeah. Is that style. Oh. Yes, but without the people, really. Right. Like, especially this. Mm. Like, it's all the buildings are very fancy and detailed. It's almost like... Ornate. Ornate. Right? They're ornately decorated. And the way it's painted is very light-filled and shiny. Mm. You know? And... A little misty. Misty, yeah. yeah. Right, even the cavern, which strangely has a lectern mm -hmm. in it. It's a little creepy, but it's also full of light, actually. Mm -hmm. The light is streaming in from the back of the cavern and casting interesting shadows on the stalactites and such. Everything kind of looks like it could be a real place in the places... Mm. Like nothing's completely fantastical, but it's still very fancy and detailed. Yeah, especially this. They what, call that the hunting room. The hunting room. It's yeah, all, most of the pictures are pictures, paintings of. It's like a room full of paintings of hunting scenes, or like early colonial mm. idealism <laughs> <laughs> with the mom reading to her baby. Yeah. Well, while dad is out hunting, right? mom's got to be doing something useful. And I like how the painting studio has a picture, like a study of the hunter. Oh. <laughs> it's like a it, callback to it the... It looks like the painting of the hunter in the trophy room. Mm -hmm. I never saw that before. And the suspects, I think I spent like five minutes trying to decide if they all went together like a puzzle, but <laughs> disappointingly, I don't think they do. Even though it looks like they're all laid out on the same table with a couple of exceptions. Like there's this redwood table in the background of, of all of them, all of them or most of them. And there's these objects that are falling off in weird ways. Like if it was a standalone painting, you wouldn't necessarily design it to where the letter opener is pointing out and away from the portrait. Right. You only see the top half of the letter opener. And it's not the point. It's the end. And yeah. so it leads your eye. That plus the portrait guy is looking towards the letter opener. So it, it makes your eye go off and out of the mm. composition. So that made me think that they all went together. Maybe but it was part of a larger composition. Right. But I but, don't think it is. No, I don't think so. Each one is a individual painting. You're a fan of Mr. Holland's opus, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't that look like Mr. Holland? Yeah. yeah. Every time I see that, I think, what's his name? Paul? Paul Dreyfus? Sorry. Can't remember. You don't need to be asking me about proper nails. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus. Yes. Richard Dreyfus. Yes. I always think the tailor looks like Richard Dreyfus. And certainly the dream cards cover a lot of different genres of content, I should say. And some of them look a little steampunky and some definitely do not. And I don't 
like some of them look just like dreams, Mm -hmm. but others of them look like nightmares and I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. But they're a little disturbing. Some much more so than others. Yeah, that's just a pretty picture of a brightly decorated cannon shooting a firework in the sky. Do you find that one creepy? I found it creepy just because it, for some reason, it made me think of that movie where the crazy guy in the mask blows up Big Ben. Oh, um, the one in the Guy Fox mask. It was, I'm going to lose my comic book chops here. It was based on a comic book. I believe it was written by Alan Moore. They turned it into a movie several years later. It was very creepy. And it played the national anthem or something. And then he set off fireworks, but it was also like blowing up. Mm. And that's what this reminds me That's okay. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm. Maybe it's because it's in, it's got that creepy moon smiling. I don't know. (laughs) It's just ominous. I thought that was one of the more charming ones. Like, hey, fireworks. We love fireworks. Maybe it's because it's in the stack of creepy cards that I felt that way, but. V for Vendetta. Yes, that movie. Yes. How did I forget that? One of my favorite dream cards. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it's near the top. Good. So, what do you see in this picture? I see Rapunzel and a knight trying to tear down the tower that she's in. Right. He's like whacking it with his sword. Yeah. Which seems like a very slow way to take down a tower. And also he's enormous or it's just the perspective is all wrong. Mm, like it right. looks like or she's the tower tiny, is like 10 feet tall. Right. It looks like she's tiny or he's enormous. Mm. Or there's a weird perspective going on. There's yeah. like an MC Escher weird truncated view. Yeah. Because I've often seen that. So like on the weapons, there's this, which appears to be a, a gold clock of some sort on a green background. And that matches the colors in the Rapunzel scene very well. There's also a couple of sharp objects as weapons, like there's a throwing star. So I've seen that card focusing on the pointiness of the tower and the pointiness of the knight's sword refer to a throwing star. Hmm. But my favorite use of it is to direct people to the frying pan because in the movie Tangled, that was Rapunzel's weapon of choice. That's funny. And that's what I mean. Like you can go color, you can go objects, or you can go story on almost any of these cards. And others are just look like Dolly could have made them. I was going to ask, would would you consider many of these to be surrealism? Yeah. Not not all of them, but some of them. What makes something surrealistic? Um, I'm not an expert in surrealistic art, but... It's sort of the idea is is that its composition is painted and or created in such a way that it looks real, but it's impossible. So something um, about it is impossible. Like Dolly's famous 
melting clock faces. Yes. It looks like. They're all very realistically rendered. Right. But I don't know what substance would melt like that. Right. And still look like a clock face. Yeah. And likewise, there's this weird apple that... On a pillar with some needles sticking into it. Worms are... Like this little worm has glasses on. Oh, he does. And he's climbing up this column. And he has friends behind him. Mm -hmm. I thought that was all one snake, but you're right. It's like four little inchworms. And it looks like they're about to eat the apple that is leaking some sort of black <laughs> right. but the apple is gold like, it's very strange like it's a it, it's a sculpture of an apple all yeah. of these elements are real elements but when you put them together uh, like this yeah it's very it's strange very strange and yeah. dreamlike yes in the way that dreams won't always make sense even though they may be made out of elements that are very concrete and real. Mm-hmm. Similar to this broom in the ocean, and there's a spool of thread flying through the sky, and birds are sitting on the thread. <laughs> right. All of those things exist in reality. However, mm. in this composition, it's not true. That's not a thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. I just noticed there's repeating elements now across the different... So there's a, that same little wheel, even mm-hmm. though it has four spokes, mm-hmm. and that one only has three, but it looks very similar to that in right. the weapon. But there's a kind of a metal wheel with six spokes here in the mm-hmm. hot air balloon room. Mm-hmm. Well, any other comments? Any other color commentary here? I mean... It is clear that they used the same color palette throughout the entire, all, however many paintings you said. Yeah. Which is, especially across six artists, must have been very intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of primary colors. There's a lot of blues and reds and yellows. Mm-hmm. And so you have to use the same blues and reds and yellows. Otherwise, it would look very disjointed. Hmm. Except for that dream card, which has all the colors. I mean, all of them have all the colors, but the primary colors Mm. stick out quite a bit. But yeah, if you look at this one, which has the color palette on it, like there's an artist palette there with flowers of different colors representing the, the paints. Even the blue, red, and yellow that they chose for this palette are the blue, red, and yellow that they use throughout the oh, game. Yeah. Like this yellow is that yellow, and that red is that red. Yeah. That blue is that blue. Right. You're right. That blue is that blue. Yeah. Right, the blue one looks like a police officer's uniform. But then there's a maybe like a Navy captain or something, one of the suspects, mm-hmm. or a general of some sort. And the background of his painting is the same color blue as the policeman's uniform. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's not that they don't use like 
they use ultramarine and cobalt, but they they defer to one particular blue throughout mm. the whole where it's it's very cohesive. So, and I think it's a cadmium red that they start with. Mm, like this ball of yarn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess does make it easier for those of us who key into the colors. Like that's probably a reason why I will often give a dream card to someone based on the colors. Mm-hmm. If I want to direct them to this um, nanny with the ball of yarn, if I have a card that has a lot of that same red, I'll play that. And I can do that because there actually are a lot of cards that have that same red. Mm-hmm. They don't have a very different red. It might be different values. Meaning lighter or darker. Right, but it's the same hue. Yeah. I gotta say, I really like the fact that there's no words on any of these cards. Why do you like that? Because I have terrible eyesight. And (laughs) most of the time I'm trying to squint and read about whatever action, whatever card is. And half the time I miss something because it's in like... 2.5 2.5 font. <laughs> so. Yeah, this is why I could get the Polish edition of this game because there's no words anywhere. It's all visual. It's really great. And you asked earlier if there was an exhibit somewhere. Because I would go see it. <laughs> well, thank you for exploring this game. Are you interested now in playing this game? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have you report back after you've had a chance to play it once or twice. Sure. I might get too distracted looking at the card still. (laughs) This is why we always seem to have trouble exiting art museums before they close. (laughs) 